welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is another episode of Wrestling Chat with Friends. Get this, Megan is here. Megan is coming as we speak. Cam's here. He's already ready to rock. Megan is here as well, uh, but she's going to be coming on very shortly. I'll do a quick round-robin introduction to the gang before while Megan's getting settled. Uh, shout out to the homie Elliot. He's back. What is good? Always awesome to have you, man. Uh, Ali the man. Oh, we got it. Elliot, did you have – oh, did we have a gimmick, Elliot? Do I have we a had gimmick? a gimmick. No, we had a gimmick. Do we have like an intro gimmick? Was it the collector? I think he was the collector. collector. For, for me, it was it the collector. Was. It was the collector. And he's already got something. He's Look at that. Look at that. Elliot the collector's here. Wow. Ali the man is here. I should call Jay the pin. Jay, do you have a wrestling name? I don't actually. I don't. Well, we're going to call you Jay the pin because you are. We're going to talk about the article that you wrote in just a little bit. We're very excited. Let me just see. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I think our favorite heel and heel is he heel and heels is here. Yes, Megan. Megan. What's Cam up, family? Cam is yelling Megan Mysterio. I don't know why, but that's what she's yelling. Yeah, that's He's yelling the, right that's now. the better name. <laughs> it's just the better name. Well, look, you have had a lot going on over the last couple of weeks. We had the end of session. We've had you. Congratulations, everybody. Give Megan a round of applause. Getting into law school. No, and not law school. My PhD program. I thought it was law school, but it's she, all the she same. told me law school. I did. I thought it was not a lawyer. Okay, you know, but the University of North Carolina. Congratulations, Where I am Megan. right now. I'm down at UNC for Welcome Weekend. Very exciting. Very exciting. We'll we'll have to save a Welcome Weekend story if there's a good one. There is. There's so many good ones. Um, and so we're just excited. We're excited that we've got everybody here. Um, so we 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 haven't done anything, Megan. We're gonna. I I think the thing we're gonna do, if you are so inclined to take over before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, is the what are you popping for this week? And then what are gonna... you popping for this week? That's yeah. what we gotta know first. You know, that's okay. always our go-to number one move. So. Cheats, let's start with you. No, what no, no. You I'll go. You know what? You I'm gonna go last. I know I'm gonna go Why? last. I think we should go around, and I think we should start with you, Megan. With me? Only because we haven't seen you in so long, and we're so excited to see you. Um, I am popping for Jeff Hardy not being able to pass the ladder without jumping off of it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw him last night, but Absolutely. um. It was like full old school Hardy. Not only climbed the ladder, but then like went on to like the little like piece the of the roof the and jumped off of it. And I lost all of the mind I had left at that point in the evening. My eight year old squeal. Um, it was. It was like definitely like an old school Hardy like move. Um, and I was a little worried. I'm not gonna lie. Last week um, when I saw his uh like his little flippy thing that he did his his Dang. head didn't like he didn't get full rotation Dang. and so i was a little worried i was like is he rusty is he not ready um but last night 
put all those fears to bed, baby. And I am, I'm back on the Jeff Hardy train fully and, and comfortably. Um, and I'm really excited about uh, Matt and Jeff ending their career together at AEW. That's my thing. That's what I'm popping for. Awesome. Elliot, the collector. What are you popping for this week? Heels. This is the first time you and I have actually been on together. Good to see you. Thank you. No, I named you the first time. But you were then you jumped off for like right. five minutes left. later. Because <laughs> my boss like came back and was like, tell me about what happened in session today. Well, congratulations. Like, congratulations on session ending. Congratulations on oh, no. uh, not oh. law school, but you know. Megan, Megan and Elliot, I have another announcement. We are getting crowded in the studio. I like it. We gotta welcome the homie Doug as well. Hey, 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 hey. 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 We are Welcome. doing we are doing it big this time in the sense that a lot of folks haven't been on together. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these folks haven't been on together. But Doug yep. is uh, is one of our favorites. We're going around. What are you popping for this week? It's on Elliot the Collector. Okay, Elliot I'm, the Collector. I'll be quick because I want to hear everyone else's uh, pops. My pop actually is for YouTube TV, which just recently added the Fight Network and the yeah. TNA Wrestling Channel to their mm. sports lineup. And I have a lot of content to catch up on, to reminisce about, to watch. Mm -hmm. I've been watching a lot of Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle. I've been watching a lot of Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash. I uh, So, yeah, having, and the Fight Network shows a lot of New Japan. It shows Ring of mm -hmm. Honor. It shows OVW. So, yeah, like YouTube just really multiplied my content availability for wrestling. So that's what I'm popping about this week. Thank you, YouTube TV. Absolutely. And before we leave, make sure you uh, fill in for Ty and recommend a match or two for us to take a look at. I sure will. All right. I can't see the full circle. Chief. It's, be, uh, it's on Ollie the Man. Ollie the Man. What are you popping for this week? I am popping majorly for John Moxley and Brian Danielson and William Ooh. Regal. That was as soon as I saw them together in the ring, I forgot every other stable that ever existed <laughs> and this is my favorite thing and there's i enjoy wrestling obviously but there's always like things that bother me that could be better and last week last time we were together uh big keith lee's debut flawless and this week every time i see john moxley and brian danielson together every moment of what they do including regal's commentary including their entrances mm -hmm. is flawless it's amazing and i love it and they are they, and they and Black they have a name. Blackpool Combat Club now, right? There it is, Blackpool Combat Club. That's Great the name. name. Great Great. name. It's pretty badass. Okay, it's who's on next? J it's, on Jay, it's, it's on Jay the Pin. Jay the Pin. What are you popping for this week? I would say seeing where Jay Cargill goes next mm -hmm. with her next matchup. And just trying to see if they're going to keep a potential new baby face as a surprise or randomly decide to do a heel versus heel like situation because she is a great character her wrestling has gotten better over time like especially with the technique and like her uh, charisma is carrying that push with the tbs title for sure so just to see where it'll go, if it'll end, and if it ends, who ends it. Yeah. So, like, I'm really excited to see 
a possible new direction for Jade because she's been killing it character-wise 1,000% and has a really strong following for a heel character, which is really nice to see. Absolutely. And and I mean, as we heard this week, she is nearing, it's her 50th, right? Her 50th mm -hmm. win? Undefeated win? 30th. 30th. Is it 30th? Okay. Oh, I knew I was like, it felt, it felt like it was intense to be 50 right away, but it's 30th yeah. and she's had the big celebration and you know, it is very carny to come in right at the, uh, the end of a reign and steal it away. So we'll be interested to see what happens, but um, Jade is actually probably the first unofficial member of the Blackpool Combat Club because she's been training with Daniel Bryan for the last few months. And it is very obvious, not only in her mic work, but um, her ring work is really showing a lot of growth. I was not a Jade believer at first, but she has, she has won me over for sure, for sure. All right, Cheats, who do we have next? Uh, Doug. Doug. Oh, I think Doug has to have a gimmick too. Doug, what, what's Doug, your do WCW, have WCW have gimmick? Just, just Doug. <laughs> that, that's it. Just Doug. <laughs> what's up, homie? Welcome back, homie. Yep, good to be back. Um, there, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, Ali kind of hit it on the nail with the uh, Blackpool Comic Club is really cool. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, especially if they get Wheeler Yuta to join, that'd be amazing. Um. I also was really into Zack Sabre Jr. beating Will Ospreay. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. But I, I think the, the the coolest thing going on right now is whatever they plan to do with FTR, mm -hmm. just because they've been kind of underutilized for since they, mm -hmm. you know, after they lost to the Bucks, they've been kind of here and there. They've had some good matches, don't get me wrong, but they've just been kind of underutilized. And I don't think we've ever really seen them as a good babyface team. Mm -hmm. So it'll be nice to see if they're pushed at a high level, being babyface, what that entails. Because, I mean, I don't know if any of you checked out either of their podcasts with Renee on the sessions. They're mm -hmm. super likable guys. Super. See, they really are. And they're just they – really they're are. amazing in the ring. And so so let me ask, does – because that's an important um, – does FTR versus the Briscoes mm -hmm. at Ring of Honor, does that do anything for them? In regards to, I know it's going to be a great match. It's going to be a phenomenal match. But in regards to like what you're saying, like st establishing like a future direction for that tag team, I don't think so. Just because they, I think it's going to be in like a Ring of Honor pocket. But I could yep. see a way where they work it where they're not necessarily heels. I mean, maybe they're not true baby faces because it's hard to be mm -hmm. baby face against the Briscoes in Ring of Honor. But it also looks like Briscoes aren't coming into AEW, so I think no. that that match is just going to be like probably. Just, just a dream match that happens, and then be separate from whatever's going on with FTR and AEW. Will, will it be a way for our uh, Ring of Honor to be incorporated into AEW if FTR brings the belts there? Yeah, I, I think it's likely that they beat the Briscoes, like yeah. highly likely. Highly likely. Highly. Yeah. And, and Tony has already said that he's interested in doing an ROH weekly TV product. Um, and he's also said that he's not interested in working with the Briscoes long term, that he kept them on the card because they were already <laughs> they were already booked. Um, but we know Tony Khan is not one to uh, take lightly to uh, homophobic racist, anything uh, that's problematic. He'll either send you to rehab, like attitude rehab <laughs> or uh, not bring you into the program. So he's been asked about that uh, publicly and has said that the Briscoes are not coming to be a part of the AEW product, which I, for one, am not not mad at. 
So we'll see. I, this I, like, I, I get it. Business. It's not the. I, personally, I'd love to see him there, but I get it. And uh, from what people have said, it's not even Tony Khan. It's just like Warner Media executives that aren't comfortable yeah. with a pop, pop, possible backlash. And I get it. It's just the way that it's just the way that. And he, the things that he said in 2011 or 2012, they were pretty bad. Right. So it's not like and, this is something that just gets sweeped under the rug. And let's yeah. be clear, Tony Tony Khan doesn't have the um, bandwidth, leg room, wiggle room, runway. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan doesn't have that after the big swole stuff. So yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. He doesn't have the you know that kind of credibility, cachet, or capital mm-hmm. for him to even take on. You know the Briscoes after an apology, even you know after an apology, he just yeah. doesn't have it. And so I was, I was, it was very illuminating for me this week when it was like, oh yeah, Briscoes aren't coming to because everybody thought it was going to be um, FTR Briscoes in AEW. I thought so, so leading up to it, yeah, and and it turned into yeah, we're never taking the Briscoes, and 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 you know why? Yeah. So I, I'm I going to. It's on you. I'm going to close it out, even though I think Ali and quite a few others uh, took mine. So I'm going to change from Blackpool Combat Club. But, but that's mm-hmm. by far the, my favorite thing this week. Um, because when it came together, obviously, when it started coming together, then the then the match of the pay-per-view and Regal comes out. But I still didn't know what it could possibly look like. Mm-hmm. And as everyone alluded to, um, it looks like they're going to start collecting young talent oh, and making them tough. And they, they mentioned Lee Moriarty in the past. Now it's uh Wheeler Yuta. They mm-hmm. wrestle. I I really thought after the match with the what was it the Hollywood Blondes, I mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be on the list. You know what I mean? Just I trying to figure thought out. Julia. I thought Julia was going to come because if you guys noticed, she was like head down, very solemn the entire time. So when they were like, you, like when, when Moxley was giving his speech, I was waiting for Julia to pop up and be like, that's me. I think well, Julia's, Julia's going Black. to, yeah, House of Black. Yeah, House of Black. It's, Black been, it's, it's been teased that way, but I would have liked to have seen that also. Uh, and, it's, maybe, and it's definitely maybe a, a storyline down the line because I'd love to see Blackpool and House of Black go right at it. And That'd it's definitely a work, right? I mean, it's definitely a work. Yeah, the, it's they, a work. They, didn't they put like a Mick Foley? Did anybody see this on social where it was like Mick Foley was kind of doing the same thing and they put Julia beside her in a frame to frame? It's an interesting, yeah, uh, interesting thing. Uh, so I'll finish up by saying instead of picking Blackpool Combat Club, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Jericho Appreciation Club. No. Be- oh, you know, no. You- well, you I don't think, like the new 3.0? I think... <laughs> um, I love the original 2.0. I wanted a taste, well, and no, now that's I'm thing. less hungry. No I, no, I don't. I don't. Here's the thing. At this point, I'm glad the Inner Circle is disbanded. Sammy, LAX, mm-hmm. those guys, they don't need Jericho nope. to, yeah. do, to, to put him over, per se. Daniel Garcia is a heck of a talent. Oh, would not so get, good. Would not, I don't think he gets over, though, without something like this. But he was one of the ones that was invited by originally. Like, he was one of the ones that was mentioned in the Daniel Bryan speech. Now, look, Daniel Garcia has a face that people want to punch. Like, he does. He, like, <laughs> he if, does. If, if he and Jericho and the new 2.0, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with Hager. I think Hager's completely lost. But I love, I think, two, one, I think 2.0 is actually pretty funny. 
I love the hilarious. Tag. I thought the tag team was really funny. Yeah, they have a lot I of think, charisma. And I think if they run this angle with them being wrestling entertainers or sports entertainers and not pro wrestlers, I think it's going to be hilarious. And I think Jericho at the helm of something like that is really funny. You're going to hate him. Garcia and those guys are going to make you know, you're going to want to punch him in the face. So mm-hmm. I think it's really well done as a as a wrestling product that I think has a lot of legs. I think it's going to be really funny. Well, they did make it very clear that they are there to beat up pro wrestlers because they are sport <laughs> entertainers. Hilarious. And if you, like, I don't know if you guys noticed even yesterday, like they were using a lot of like classic WWE terms. They were like, you're going to get future endeavored and like <laughs> all this stuff. So, I mean, it's definitely a play on, on WWE and everything that they are. Um, but that actually leads me, she said in the show, but it's in my head, so we're just going to go with it. Um, that leads me to the first thing I want to talk about. Cody Rhodes is apparently signed to WWE and will be facing at WrestleMania. Now there's a million things to talk about in that in and of itself. But what I'd I'd specifically like to speak to is something that I think we saw with Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society yesterday. Cody was probably the front runner on destroying WWE iconography. We cannot forget the throne and the, you know, the golden shovel and the sledgehammer. Um, He was always the one to come out and say, you know, we left this toxic, environment and now we have this new thing that we're building together and it's a revolution what what credibility is lost or what AEW is with him leaving or is it all on Cody like it, or do he just like Cody's a carny and and he doesn't mean what he says or is there a piece did he carry a piece of AEW's legitimacy with him and does does that diminish with him leaving the product thought I got a thought. I want to say something real quick, and I'll let everyone else talk. Okay. I think it's a. I think it's TBD yet to be. I, I'm curious. Here's what it'll depend on: how much shit will Vince make him eat? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to drive this. If there's an interesting storyline to come with it, that is sort of like that does have the AEW smell to it. That could mm-hmm. be interesting. I mean, Vince doesn't want to give that company any more. Uh, credibility but he has to recognize that Cody's coming in from all that this is all how Cody reacts how Cody looks on TV how much of an impact he makes will purely depend I think on just how vindictive Vince wants to be yeah well here's the here's the thing about making him eat shit though you can only do but so much before sending a message to the AEW locker room as to don't come in whereas if they push Cody appropriately or to the moon even then next year the year after that when people like mjf people like mm-hmm. wardlow people like ethan page who apparently has interest from wwe when he their contracts yeah, for, for a year though just for a year mm-hmm. but when all yeah. those contracts come up you know they can look and see what cody's been used as mm-hmm. if vince is going to just bury this guy just to prove that his product's better who's from aew is going to want to jump but if, nope. if Cody is a champion or if Cody's booked very strongly, you know, akin to like a Seth Rollins role, then yeah, that's very attractive for other people. Um, one, one thing about the Cody, I mean, a bunch of things about the Cody's. One, I think money, I don't think money has anything to do with this at all. I think people really, 
forget the fact that Tony Khan had an option on yeah. Cody Rhodes that he mm-hmm. had the option to pick up. It wasn't Cody's option. It was Tony Khan's option. So for Tony Khan to not pick up that option, it wasn't about money. It was about something that Cody wanted to do or some uh, some interpersonal relationship. I don't think money has anything to do with this. But I do think when peop- when you're asking, does Cody lose credibility for this? Is he a carny? I just uh, – Co- Cody has – a lot of ideas about professional wrestling. I think he just throws a lot of stuff against the wall sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of it does stick, so he's a great performer. But, I mean, in the Young Bucks book, when they talk about forming AEW, they specifically mentioned how mercurial Cody was and how every day he would go back and forth of, I'm going to stay with Ring of Honor. Well, I think I might go back to WWE. Oh, I'm, I'm good. We can start this new company. And every day it was something different, and it was hard for them to, to wrap their heads around that without having a commitment from him. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, fast forward three years, this is just the same Cody Rhodes. So I don't think anything's changed. If anything that's changed is the fact that Cody has less booking power than ever, and a lot of his ideas have recently fallen flat. Absolutely. And I mean, I think like there is the back end, right? So for like smarks that are like, we're like deep in it, you know, Doug, I know you and me, we're in the dirt sheets all the time. Like we're reading stuff. Like there's that end of it, right? Where like there was some um, initial hesitancy. Uh, There's been rumors of just like, you know, hard, hard feelings behind not being as, as involved as an EVP as he thought he would, or as, as he was at the beginning. But just on like a viewership lane, right? Like as recently as the week before he left AEW, he was on Unrestricted and saying like, this is where I want to retire. I never want to go back. Um, This company stole, they took his name, bro. Like they took his name, literally took his name. And he's like, the like, Dusty, Dusty better carry the roads for me until the end of his career. Because if not, like, I, I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. And I feel like the American dream might be a little disappointed, too. But at the end of the day, he was the carniest of all the carnies. So he might just be like, okay, son, ride it out. Um, but I do think for the casual viewer, it was, it was a huge shock. Um, just because even up to a week before he was on unrestricted and was talking about the, uh, like outreach stuff that they do and, um, literally said, this is where I want to retire. So I think a lot of people are viewing it as very disingenuous. And I, I don't know, I don't know if he's going to get over with WWE just because he's a post AEW guy. Um, but last I recall when he was in WWE, they did not treat him all that well anyway. So think about that. Think about that Monday. Thing. Think about that Monday after WrestleMania, whether he, I guess, maybe defeats Seth Rollins. Think about that Stardust chant he's going to hear from that, from that crowd. <laughs> oh. I, you know, he should just come out of Stardust. That'd be great. I, right? He should. <laughs> Get ahead of it. I think. I think the I interesting think thing. Oh, oh, go ahead, Ali. Go ahead. I was going to say I, I don't really think like Vince is going to make me crap because one. Vince doesn't watch anything else. And I know lots of people in WWE have hung on every single thing Cody has said and done, but do we genuinely think Vince even knows half that stuff? Preach. That's one. Two, I don't think Vince considered any of that stuff a threat. I don't think, I know that he likes to compete with AEW, but I genuinely don't think he thinks of it as competition. So I actually don't think they're going to crap on Cody, and I, but I also don't think they're going to push him. I genuinely think he's just going to be another mid-carder slogging mm-hmm. through it 
like all the other super talented people out there, like Sami Zayn and others. That so that would be the I, worst I, thing. I disagree on that part. I think they'll push him initially. I don't know how long. I don't know how long. The Cesaro the treatment. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how long the push lasts. But I mean, here's the thing. Three weeks. And the interesting thing about this is, I, I obviously watch this through. I watch pro wrestling through my own eyes and my own history, but I also watch it through my son, who's seven. Mm -hmm. And all of the things that we just mentioned are pretty much for marks, right? <laughs> like they really, they really are for the folks that know what Cody said on Unrestricted, mm -hmm. or know about like the the iconography of like all the shots of the WWE. Cam seven, he doesn't know mm -hmm. any of that stuff. When I say, oh, yeah, Cody's going to show up at WrestleMania or, like, around that time, the first thing he thinks of is, oh, is he going to wrestle the New Day? Is he going to wrestle Alpha Academy? He's not he's not even thinking about all – because he doesn't know about, like, the creational yeah. history of AEW and, and what Cody was. He didn't – he actually – Cody's not one of his favorite uh, AEW wrestlers, but – if he goes over to this other side and gets to wrestle the friends that he doesn't see on the other channel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, and I think, I think the interesting thing for me about, I think I had a lot of what the feelings that Megan, you expressed when I first heard the news. Now that it's been what several weeks going on mm -hmm. months going on the road to WrestleMania. And it was the whole, will he, won't he, he's, he's not no plans. He's not signed. He is signed. Now I'm just like, all right, man, just figure it out. If you show up at WrestleMania, yeah, you fight Seth over. Rollins. That's great. Mm -hmm. Like it's fine. Right. I, I think I think there's um, an interesting angle though for the AEW folks that we haven't really fully discussed in the sense that you guys are, if you're sports fans, you've heard the heard the adage that it's not a rivalry until both teams win. Right, it's not mm -hmm. an adage until they've actually had some battles and they got some back and forth. A long time ago, when we were talking about AEW versus WWE and all the WWE folks coming over and showing up on AEW, and they were like, "Is this really a war? Is this a war?" It's not a mm -hmm. war until somebody from AEW shows up on WWE television and it's gets true. a push and makes mm -hmm. it happen. So there's this weird thing that if Cody comes over. If Cody's treated in a way that other MGFs, MJFs of the world or Ethan Page of the world or Darby Allens of the world, the folks that are young enough, um, looks and says, hey, that's the biggest wrestling company in the world. And they're and they're not having this grudge over our guys. And I know most of the guys over there anyway, because we've worked together at some point. Right. If that happens, it actually might give some legitimacy that AEW doesn't even know that they even want or have because mm -hmm. like we love, I love AEW. I love it. But we're also, you also get caught up in this AEW bubble of which um, it's, it's the anti WWE. Right. But what we've got to understand is that WWE is still the biggest wrestling company in the world. They pay By the far. most, they pay the, they pay Easily. the biggest contracts. They, they give you the most exposure, right? So it's it's one of those things where this might not be a bad thing. I, it's interesting that it's Cody. Oh, no. It's interesting that it's Cody, but it might not be a bad thing. 
Hey, Cheats, I got a question for you. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to hijack, but you brought up. No, 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 uh, Doug, Doug. This is the you, show, man. Well, this is this is specifically for you because you mentioned this too. You mentioned about your your little man not really caring about the minutia of Cody, more just being like, oh, is Cody going to fight the New Day? What's he going to do? How, how, how is it on the flip side, though? Like when somebody like a Keith Lee or Swerve disappears from WWE television and then a couple months later pops up on AEW, are there questions for that when, from him or does he just is he just excited? No, at this point he gets it. He's seven, so he understands okay. that they're two different companies. And we have a we have a WWE we have an AEW ring and we have a Raw ring, and he has he has his own and he, and he's almost like fantasy booking right in many ways when he's wrestling with his with his wrestling men. So he has he understands that people go back and forth. Um, he he you know the stuff that he asks and and I know we got to move on. The stuff that he asks is about like the names. Why is Brian Danielson now Daniel Bryan uh, or vice versa? Oh, that's why, interesting. Actually. Why yeah, why can't we hmm. use this name in this league? Or and the interesting thing this week was like, how can some people keep their names? Like, how come, um, you know, Keith Lee is Keith Lee? And I was like, well, that's his name. You know what I mean? So those are some of the cool things that capitalism. Uh, yeah. he's getting a he's getting an intro lesson into uh, copyright and trademark law. That's good. Intellectual but, property. <laughs> but it's a it's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting thing to watch it side by side um, with him, mostly in the in the mornings following because it runs too late. But um, but yeah, he knows big moments. CM Punk is is you know is a, he's a big CM Punk guy, so he asked, "How come CM Punk is CM Punk everywhere? How come the Hardys get to keep their music?" You know, there's just cool stuff like that. And so, gotcha. Hey Megan, let me do this because I know Jay is on a clock, and I wanted Jay. Re recently released one, I think, a very, very cool article. Um, a very about, good article. Let's talk about it. About the intersection of hip-hop and professional wrestling. Jay, talk to me about this piece. Talk to us about this piece. Everybody Make jump in. Scream. No, 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 no. Like, I, that, like, you know, that is fine. Like, the screen can stay the way it is. Uh-huh. Um, it's on a screen. Pretty much the way I went about the article, because I'm always writing like I'm like I'm writing on a consistent level for a variety of platforms. So I'm just like, OK, I hadn't had too much fun with editorials in a minute. L let me think about this. And for some reason, I'm like, OK. This thing happened with John Cena selling a multi, I mean, dang, a platinum album. And then I had a weird thought like, wait, like, why was Fred Durst in every wrestling video game at some point in time? From like 2000 through like 2003, this man was everywhere. How did that happen? So just those random ideas, I'm like, oh, I should make a like a article about the times where the hip hop cultures and the pro wrestling cultures intersect because they're all one and the same. So to paraphrase what I said in the introduction, you do have your heels, you do have your baby faces that can never do anything wrong for the fans. You also have your anti-heroes that are like, 
stone cold to like Vince McMahon, you know, like they don't trust any corporations. They want to go indie. They don't trust 360 deals. Yet you have a variety of characters, right? So you do have characters that hold a lot of like that hold a lot of mystique to them. So I talked about how uh, MF Doom is similar to The Undertaker to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because in their primes, or better yet, for most of the duration of their careers, you knew very little of their personal life, right? Until after their gimmick is over, or in Doom's case, his untimely passing, that you start to learn a bit more about his personal life from archives, from close friends, from relatives. And like that just really made me want to go deeper towards the article. And I had very interesting points. Like some were recent, some were lesser known, but yeah, it was a very fun article to write. And I'll have like I'm open to any questions at the moment. I'm sorry I'm a bit scatterbrained. I've been no, man. No, and I don't we don't <laughs> so. want to spoil we don't want to spoil the article. So we All want right. people to read the article. But But I will ask questions. Can I ask questions? Megan, go yeah. ahead. Who do you think is the ultimate hip hop baby face? The ultimate hip hop baby face. I would honestly say Snoop. Like I would really? honestly say Snoop. Yeah. No. Like, I would say really. I'm, I'm going a whole different direction with that one. <laughs> Where are you going, Because like I would I would go Will Smith. Oh. Okay. Like that's yeah. the proper that, baby. Will Smith is a good, right. I, I would answer. I would go yeah. into the character like you know what I'm saying? Into the character rapper mm -hmm. baby face. I had like, something I had someone yeah. in between. I had LL, I had LL Cool J. Okay. I can see that. I, would, I still, yeah. I still go, Will, I still go Will higher than that. As I, I a baby face. Nas. Yeah. Who'd you say, Ali? Nas. When I think nah, man. No, I, I disagree. Too much, too much drama <laughs> to be the baby face. I strongly, I strongly disagree. I was thinking Kendrick. LL, I can see. Who? Who? Somebody said Kendrick. I said Kendrick yeah. just because As a everybody, because everybody loves him. And he has very little controversy. I mean, we say Snoop. Snoop's a good pick, but I mean, let's not forget Snoop was on trial for murdering a dude. Sure. Yeah, Snoop. So, so, I mean, but like Kendrick's got like, I mean, compared to all these other people, maybe not Will Smith, but compared to all these other people, Kendrick's squeaky clean and he's yeah. got respect from everybody. It's hard to hate Kendrick. Hey, I'm with you, but here's my logic. The baby face has to also want, He not only does he have to be sneak, squeaky clean, he has to want everyone to love him. That's true. And that's why I go with like a Will Smith type person because Will Smith wanted people to w love you. Like he gave the image because that's not really Will Smith mm -hmm. either, right? Will Smith's from South Philly. Uh, right. But it was a, I want people to learn me. Let me put this, let me put this on. The thing I have about, the interesting thing about Kendrick is Kendrick's just Kendrick. But if, mm -hmm. if, if, if somebody was like, I don't mess with Kendrick, Kendrick would be like, all right. And just move on. Well, I think Will Smith would have tried to convince you, right? And like 1988 to be like, oh no, you should love me. Here's why. Well, here, here's a better one then for Jay. Who, what rapper has the the most akin 
to X-Pac level of just go away heat. <laughs> where we just don't want this guy around. Ooh, that's a good question. So like the guy that so like someone <laughs> like X-Pac to where it's like we just don't want him around. Yeah. Damn, that's a uh, interesting. I mean Macklemore maybe. I mean he's not even doing oh, maybe. Luda. 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 Yeah. It's not and I would say not, songs he did. Don't I would say that. not I would not I would say not Macklemore either, but go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Yeah, so like I would kind of say like uh six nine because he fell off, but then Travis also oh, yeah, Travis No, I think Jay like, his fan base nine. is strong, but yeah, like I would go with six nine. Six nine. That's a, answer. Answer. Yep. That's a great answer. Yep. That's a great answer. So now like I think an easier question, because I like thought about this because wrestling is like two sides to a coin like you have the baby mm-hmm. facing you have the heels like who would be the like the prime like the greatest hip-hop heel and kanye mind, west kanye west yeah my mind went with 50. <laughs> Ooh, 50 though and he even yeah, had a heel like stable that. you're right jay he had a know. whole Ka- stable kanye's been pissing people off on both sides for 20 years <laughs> yeah yeah, and like okay, in wrestler terms, I'm in in wrestler terms. I'm gonna go Fifty Cent. I'm with you guys on Fifty Cent on on because he again, my it's the same logic that I would say with Will Smith. Will Smith wanted to be the good guy. Fifty Cent wanted to be the heel. Like he, yeah, wanted, he wanted to, to have the heel same. He went out of his way. The thing about Kanye West is that's just who he is, that's and true. it's just like now, and it's like gotten completely out of control. But it wasn't like kayfabe, right? Like mm-hmm. there, Fifty Cent, there's enough that we know now about Fifty Cent that we know that it was complete kayfabe, outside of the actual yeah. not his like it's not his life story, but his trolling was kayfabe. Yeah, so was I think Kanye... Kanye has worked himself into a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. Kanye's gonna work himself into getting okay. arrested. So it's like so Kanye, Jay... like every mild New Jack. <laughs> Jay, I'm in love with this topic. Tell what's between. Oh, I got one too, Megan. Okay, we got one one more. We do have to move on. We we got one. Okay, okay. Then Jay, tell us who is the CM Punk of hip hop? Dang, the CM Punk of hip hop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oddly enough, I just have two answers. Uh, Okay. One, I would go with Richmond's own Fly Anakin because of how unfiltered he is and coming from like the capital of the Commonwealth and Mm -hmm. hustling for all of these years and still carrying that genuinity like, look, this is what it is. This is what I do. This is who I am. I'm not changing it for anybody. And yeah. Like the other answer I had wasn't as good of an answer as to fly and get one. So I'm going to just say fly. I've got a good one. I think I've got a good one. If you say the one I'm going to say, um, you're, you're the best. <laughs> Mine is going to be. No, I don't think it's, I don't think anyone's going to come up with this one, but I think it's going to be Kid Cudi. Ooh, that's a good one. Really? Oh, because one, Kid Cudi took about seven years off. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> People still love Cuddy from his first line of work. 
and then Cuddy came back Breathe. after several years off, and the fans still love him, but it's just not the same. <laughs> so it's getting back to the same, but I think that, you know, uh, Man on the Moon 1 is mm-hmm. like CM Punk and Ring of, Ring of Honor type wave. And then, you know what I mean? He goes away, gets the big push after Man on the Moon 1, gets the big push, gets the big WWE, wins some championships. Kid Cudi was all over the place. Had some big, big shows, mm-hmm. hits, everything. Then he That's goes a great away. metaphor. Then he goes away for years. Battles with his own demons. Now he's kind of resurfacing back. Kid Cudi's my answer. I, I was going to go, go push a uh, You said push your T? Push a T. Ooh. That man That's destroys people, destroys people with a microphone, just like my man CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go Young Hope of the God. Uh, I think Jay-Z, we had the Black Album, we had the retirement, he came back. Uh, I will say uh, we have his current <laughs> breath of work that we had the Kanye run that wasn't great. I'm not going to lie. I'm not watching the throne. Uh, but he is finally. I mean, what he did album. with. <laughs> Come on, son. It's it was an amazing album. Does this album. make a? Does this make AJ Beyonce? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Yeah. That's hilarious. He does have a really nice bum. Cheats. I know we got to move on, but let me ask Jay one just one quick thing. Okay. What What was the? And we'll just we'll use this as the example as far as a seminal moment. What was the? Hogan slams Andre moment in hip hop. Oh, that's a great question. The 95 Source Awards with uh, Outkast. And so Biggie and South Andre. has something to say? That like, was that was like the first thing. Hmm. Yeah, like, that was uh, it. That, no, go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. Oh. oh, yeah. Like, that was really the first thing that came to mind. And that was like, okay. We get that the West Coast rap is here, like it's prominent, like in its era, but the South is going to turn a new chapter. And that happened a few years later as we got into the 2000s and late 90s. But yeah, like I was. Was that the same year Suge came out and was like, if you want the producer not dancing in your videos, yes. rapping in your videos? Yes, I feel like it that was. was a- same source it, it was the exact same social words. That was yeah, I have it, was. it. I have it on DVD. <laughs> it was a cinemal moment in hip hop history. But I think mm-hmm. Jay, you nailed it because mm-hmm. when you're looking at a moment that changes the profession forever, if that was the WrestleMania where Hogan slams Andre and it's like Hulkamania's taken off, that outcast moment actually charted a course if you look at where hip-hop is today atlanta and those guys it's not east coast west coast it's not new york it's not la as much it, it that run that atlanta and the south had led by outcasts leading the way has has changed the course of hip-hop if you're if you're paying attention hip-hop is a lot like wrestling so there's purists that are going to say oh no i don't even listen to that the world listens through the south like mm-hmm. yeah. Atlanta runs all a lot of this stuff, and and it was it was those moments when Outkast really, really changed the way and paved the way for a lot of folks. So I think it's a great answer. Indeed. Okay, Chief, really quick, 
you said Jay has to go, and um, you know we always we always put our friends over. So Jay, before you have to be out with us this evening, um, where can people read the article? Where can they follow you? Where can they get their hot takes from Jay? So, all of my social media is Justin His Prime. I mostly write for the music shop, but it's the MSQ on all. All, all social media. If you go to themsqshop.com, you can actually find the wrestling hip hop article underneath the editorials and cheats. Uh, later on, like I have something to tell you, like after the podcast. Like I, like I can't say it now. It's wrestling Ooh. related, but I cannot say it in public yet. So let you know about that. But thank y'all for having me. I'm going to try to get some rest. I drove from, like, VA to the tri-state area. So, like, Jersey, New York, and Connecticut had a crazy day. Thank y'all for having me on. I hope Absolutely. to see you soon. Yeah, be well, Jack. Thank see you soon. Right, see you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Talk thank to you soon. See you. Megan, we All are right. back. We are back. Um, and there's something very special and near and dear to my heart. I am not a WWE lady at all, but there is one stable at WWE that will forever and ever and ever belong inside of my heart, and that is the New Day. New so day. let's talk Biggie. Uh. Neck fracture, C7. Was it C7 or C8? Does anybody know? I don't. I think it's C1 okay. So I know there C6. was the one lower down, yeah, and C1 then there was the C1. Yes, so C the C1 fracture is what they actually call the internal decapitation uh, fracture, and we came a lot closer than I think we're anybody's really willing to. Anybody other than Biggie is willing to get comfortable yet to losing him. Oh yeah. Um. So a lot of people when they get that fracture. It's, it's almost immediate paralysis. It's a lot of times death. Um, and unfortunately, with the news that that is where the fracture was, I, I think it's probably pretty unlikely, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's unlikely we're going to see Biggie back in the ring again. So I would like all of us to talk about our favorite Big E moment. I'll go first. There's so many. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I do want to. I do want to clarify one thing though, because yes. this is all. This is all coming from Big E, so we mm -hmm. don't know a hundred percent if it's just Big E being optimistic because he's a very yeah. optimistic guy. He's a very positive guy. But it's a C one and a C six, and they're telling everyone, not just Big E, but Kofi, all of his friends, Xavier, all of them are saying they they escaped what could have you know what was all the worst case scenarios he escaped them all and they were they're saying um what like four to six months four to six uh something along the lines of he will return he will return to the ring I, the question is do i want him to return after something like this very mm -hmm. scary but they they are everyone right now in his camp including himself is saying the uh prognosis is for a full recovery um without surgery so i'll well, leave it at that that's, 
that's where I'm a little scared, right? Because like a bunch of people, once they released where the fractures were, like people were doing, you know, wrestling fans, like they were doing deep dives and talking about it. So I'm actually more concerned because they're not doing a surgical repair. So the type of fracture that he has, like he's one bad bump away from dying in the like that's just the reality. I'm with I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. So while he may get to a point where he can be cleared, where he may get to a point where they say it's safe to return, based on the type of fracture that he has, and that's the really high up, that's the one that's like super high up in your neck. Um, like if he aggravates that fracture, if that fracture goes into a full break, um, I love the optimism. I I I mean it's the new day. Right, they're they're kings of positivity, so I love it. I'm here for it. Um, I think the reality of the situation is, and I'm not a doctor. I haven't seen the scans and shit, but like the reality of the situation is, the type of injury that he has is one that athletes just don't come back from. Not because they don't get to a point where they could or they potentially are able to, but because it's it's so dangerously close that like one more bad bump, one more bad. Uh, even jostle at that point. Um, it, I mean, instant death, instant paralysis. So yes, we are we are praying and hoping that Big E comes back. We love him. He's way too young in his career to be hanging up his boots. But based on the nature of the injury, um, I love him enough to say that I hope he doesn't come back. I'm with you right there, Megan. I it is nothing more. I'd love to see them get back in the ring and do what he wants to do and do what he loves. But I actually just don't want him to because if he truly fractured his neck like that, I love him. If he, I love him more if he doesn't come back. You know, that's. I hope he deserves to be employed as an ambassador for WWE for 30 more years. Go into the Hall of Fame. He just doesn't need to do it in the ring anymore. And I hate to say that, but just. Just don't. Just not worth it. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to be more positive because I mean, that's right, like a right, shitty right. subject. The dude is young. He's way too young to be uh, to be having to to hang it up. But let's like let's take a moment. Let's take a page out of the New Day's playbook and take a moment of positive the power of positivity. Um, and let's let's talk about our favorite Biggie moments because there are really genuinely so many. Um, Ali, like what, what for you is like your, what's your biggie pop? Like, what do you pop for when you think about biggie? <laughs> so first I'll give an, an, an out of the ring moment where I loved a couple years ago when he was hitting on Becky Lynch's mom on, Twitter, <laughs> on social media. Cause I think it just, too. like he was really in there. <laughs> he was like, honestly, it felt very serious. You gotta shoot your mm -hmm. shot, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's so funny. He's so charming, and mm -hmm. also like he's a beast. Like you forget that this is like a stake of a man, and like mm -hmm. I'm also just sad that he 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 is definitely a very decorated wrestler, won a lot of championships, but like he should have been like he has rock levels of charisma. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so um, yeah, in ring moment. Oh, okay. I'm blanking. One of the earlier Royal Rumbles he was in, and he was like running wild. I forget which one, but yeah. So some of his, his rumbles are always a lot of fun with, especially with the other New Days and and WDB just doesn't do stables well anymore. And yeah. New, New New Day is like magic. It's just it's so Absolutely. much fun. It's awesome. It's almost like too good for WWE. Mm -hmm. 
Hard agree. All right, Doug, give me your favorite Big E moments. Well, well, first off, we just got to acknowledge that they did our boy wrong. Big E as champion was money. It just, I just think it was. Title ring. Yeah, they yeah, they missed, messed it missed up. Opportunity. Missed opportunity. But let, let's focus on the positives. I think if you if you turn the clock back, you go back to 2013. He had just kind of broken away from Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. That kind of weird triad. He stable was their segment. baby. But he he got the Intercontinental <laughs> title, and he just <laughs> ran. Ham. It wasn't. They weren't like four star, five star matches, but he was having matches on pay per views that were just bangers for like eight, ten minutes. They were great, and that's when he really was doing that that move. Free, I think that's when he first started like frequently using it when he died that spear through the ropes and he takes that mm-hmm. ugly bump on the outside. I just I I fondly remember it was like he held the title for like two hundred days. It was like uh, like middle of twenty thirteen into the beginning of twenty fourteen, and he just mm-hmm. every match he was just given his all, and it was amazing to see he was on the rise. And even then, you know, like this dude could very well be a deserving champion back then. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to took too long to get there absolutely and we're not gonna go negative but he was probably i don't have the stats but i know they said like in the last 10 years he was one of the only champions to have all losses in his championship career um they did not let him go over once as champion and then they yeah, even Rey mysterio got a win so they did our boy Biggie wrong, but we love him and we're here don't for give, him. I was gonna say, don't give Megan any more WWE fire. To, uh, reasons, you know, reasons. I already look pre Biggie <laughs> breaking his uh, neck. Was, I was yeah. having a huge like I was pissed about this then. And for yeah, the record, Brock Lesnar has taken the belt off of every black champion that has existed. So. <laughs> If we want to talk WWE uh, trash, no, we no, can, no. but that's for another day. We're going to stay in our Big E happiness right. zone. Big E happiness um, zone. So give me the pancakes, Cheats. What's your favorite no, I was going to say, out, outside of the ring, it's got to be big meaty men slapping meat. Because, I mean, everybody knows that from when the – I guess they, they were talking dream matches, and mm-hmm. they just start cracking. It was just one of the more genuine moments that – uh, people have and it's it's vile for a reason but like mm-hmm. Big E just loses it because his dream match would be Goldberg and he was mm-hmm. like give me give me big meaty men, big, meaty sla- men slapping me that's and the everybody, only Goldberg match we want it was hilarious everybody just just lost mm-hmm. it and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was one just a genuine moment between him uh, Xavier and Kofi and they just were cracking each other up which you know they do every day all day but it was mm-hmm. like the fact that you were able to see that on camera in the way that they did it was just hilarious. Uh, in the ring, I'm going to be a um, recency bias cheats and say when he mm-hmm. did cash in the money of the bank and took the title, great moment. And he's got that picture of him, you know, cradle and crying in the ring, double knees. Mm-hmm. Their new day comes out and they're so like proud of him. Like, yeah, man, him winning the belt, him going over and having the crowd go over with him to get the belt because that's all the crowd wanted at the time they popped so yeah, hard for it um that you know outside of the title reign him winning the title is my in in ring moment elliot the collector what is your favorite moment of big oh man like that i thought she's just made me think about it 
when he won his title was very similar to when Kofi won his title. I think mm -hmm. the, the universe sees that those two are, are forever intertwined. And I think that's real. That really shows in the genuine heartfelt reactions were very, very similar when they both went over, won their titles like for lots of reasons. Um, his in-ring work early in his career, even when he was, you know, a henchman for Dolph Ziggler, like when he was Biggie Langston, like I definitely thought like, this is maybe the next monster to like, so good. yeah. And he had, I mean, he was like, kind of, wasn't he like in the same time around, like with Ryback, you could tell, God, yeah. he, is, he is a thousand times more talented than Ryback. And, mm -hmm. you know, Ryback was getting the rub at that point, but you know, Biggie was there, but, I, you know, he was one of the first victims of like the last name dropping too. Mm -hmm. you know, early on is or the, or the first that wore last names. I Biggie mm -hmm. Langston, I, you know, when he came out, I guess either NXT was early in inception or maybe it was OVW, whatever it was. I thought the sky was the limit. And he, he, he got a little, he was held back for a while, but when he was, when he joined the new day, when he got his opportunity, he made the most of every opportunity and, Stole stole hearts and warmed hearts, and he's an icon forever. Absolutely. Um, I'm also gonna go back to when 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 our boy still had his last name. Um, so out of the ring, crazy like Mark Mom story. I my son is our youngest son is named Langston, and he loved Biggie Langston because um, they had the same name. So we took the kids to it was. Ashley Furniture was where Biggie was doing a signing, right? And I had like a big like mom like diaper bag over my shoulder because Langston was still really little. And we had just met him. And like the kids were like, ah, Biggie Langston. And I turned around and I knocked like an $80 lamp off with <laughs> my bag. And I'm like a young mom and I'm like, oh, how am I going to pay for this $80 lamp? And Biggie Langston was like, I got it. And he was like, I'll take care of it. And like pay for the lamp I broke. So I love Biggie Langston for wow. the rest of my life. I love That's him so much story. that I did watch. I did watch when he became champion. And um, that's kind of tied for my favorite, my real favorite Biggie Langston moment on his way to the ring. Remember how he used to get hyped and he would do that, oh. Whole thing with his that arms across his chest and face. he punched AJ in the chest. AJ, <laughs> he like punched AJ her in the Lee. Tit while they were coming down. AJ Lee like punched her in the tit, and you can like he breaks immediately, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I hurt you. Are you okay?" But I, like, I think it was like very early on in his career that I was like, "Not only is this guy a monster, he looks great. He looks great in the ring." Um, but you could just tell, like, this is before he did a lot of like media and up, up, down, down wasn't even a thing yet. Xavier Woods wasn't even with the company yet. Nope. Um, but like, you could just in that light break of him, you see his face completely freak out and he turns around to make sure she's okay. And it was, it really set the tone for me with Biggie Langston that like, this was a guy that not only like could get it done in the ring, but he had a really good heart and, um, just love him forever and ever and always. And we wish you nothing but the best, Biggie Langston. Come back to us soon um, as a manager and protect your neck. Has, Wu Tang Clan, protect, protect your neck. Has anyone seen? There's this. Uh, I can't. I wish I had his name right off. But there's a there's a guy on TikTok. Everybody calls him Aki, and he makes mm. sandwiches. Have you seen this? 
He makes mm-hmm. sandwiches the Aki way. And so this is a classic. He's in Brooklyn. Um, he, and he, somebody will say, like, I don't know, give me uh, chopped cheese, blah, 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 the Aki way. And he, and he makes these, like, amazing sandwiches in this bodega in Brooklyn. And it's I've, I, I've seen the guy, yeah. Okay, yeah, you've seen – and he's a great personality, great character, but it's actually kind of taken on this life on social. Lo and behold, we did, We were watching Aki sandwiches uh, being made, me and my son, and out of nowhere, Big E shows up. And, mm-hmm. and this is just like an example of who he is. And mm-hmm. so the guy's like, yes, WWE champion Big E, he has the belt. He's like, what do you want? And he's like, I want to chop cheese the Aki way with bootios. And they just like <laughs> make this sandwich. But it's just like this great example of like, like a lot of folks at this point in time doesn't know the bod- social media, not like doesn't know the Bodangles, bodega sandwich maker in Brooklyn. And somebody probably just told him like, this is really cool. Go get this done, mm-hmm. you know? And he's just like, did it, loved it. It's hilarious. And it's just another great uh, biggie like, it's just his personality, man. I just have to believe that Biggie is just super down, and he was like, "Oh, there's a cool sandwich place. I'm gonna go get me a sandwich." Like yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't right even now. work. Like he didn't even care that they were gonna show him on TV. He just wanted a sandwich. Raw, the guy's raw money, raw money one on TikTok. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome stuff. Hey, so okay, so keeping the timeline, we're at the end yes. of the show. Jeez. Yes, and we didn't even get okay. to talk about Tony Storm and OnlyFans. Well, because I wanted um, to talk, I wanted to talk about Teddy Story. Only I, I wouldn't know what that's about. <laughs> Nobody God bless you no- for not knowing. Did, did, did anybody hear knowing. about these numbers? Did, did no one heard about? I heard. Numbers? I heard she did twenty thousand, like in the first in the first hour. hour. Oh my God! And you and know he, who's coming next, Megan? You know it's already who? announced. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. It's Nia going to OnlyFans. Jax. And they've well, got like a countdown. So I don't know why what this is all about. Who's she going to injure? Like, hold on though, because I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am not too proud. I'm not too uncomfortable in my like heterosexuality to say that women are good looking. There's tons of good looking women wrestlers. They're gorgeous. I love them. Nia Jax though. That's what. That's the announcement. That's the announcement. Model, right? Wasn't she a model? I don't, she was I, a model. She was. Yeah, she's. I mean, I, I mean, can't look at Nia Jax without thinking she's like brutally hurt people in the ring over and yeah. over and over again. <laughs> and doesn't care. Maybe that'll be her gimmick. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe it's a fetish for people that like people that hurt people. Oh, oh, yeah. oh there, well, there's there's a whole the market for that. Talents, yeah. so, the only question I have on this, honestly, is, and this is really for Tony Storm, the Nia Jax thing. I think she's ran her course in professional wrestling for the most part, but. Does something like this elevate Tony Storm publicly in the eyes of wrestling entertainment? You're shaking your head no, but Eva Marie. Here's the thing. Eva Marie came back. How does this happen? Like I don't know. I remember China had a sex tape and didn't nobody want to talk about her or say her name publicly for 20 years. I think it's a different time. Different time. I'm I'm super hypocritical about it. I'm with Megan though. I don't think it. I don't think it means anything. Good for you. Good for her. Get your money. Get, get that bag. But be, I don't. She'll come, I don't she'll think come wrestling back. fans can. She'll come back. She'll leave again. She'll go to AEW. She'll leave there. She'll do more. She'll come back. Yeah, she's hopefully. But who's the yeah, other? This, who's the other woman wrestler her. who keeps retiring? Oh, what's her name? Um, 
It's not Kylie Ray. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, all right, Megan, wrap us up. Uh, well, I was gonna do heel of the week, but you're my heel of the week for mentioning OnlyFans. So, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well deserved. I deserve it too. I deserve it. Okay, but, but you know how we always ended here yeah. at Wrestling Chat with friends. We got to do our non-wrestling heel of the week. So, Ali, who is your non-wrestling heel of the week? Oh, give us a good one. Give us a good one. Who you hating on? Uh, my non-wrestling heel of the week are all the oil corporations uh, that Ooh. are nakedly profiting <laughs> in the current crisis and pressuring all the regular people. Uh, they're the ultimate heels. Hard good agree. One, good one. Hard, hard agree. Because the price of a barrel of oil has not gone up to justify the price that we're paying at the pump. So. What else? Are we is it, is oil it on me? I'm, I'm ready to go. Is it on me? No. I mean, look. Um, no, let's go to. Okay. I'm going with who okay. I can see, even though like I can only see the top row of people. Go. So no, go. I <laughs> Who's your non-wrestling heel of the week? I'll go with an easy one and then a more a more recent one. But like the, the you can't not mention Ted Cruz checking in his Twitter mentions. Thank af- you after being a dick to the first. Yeah, I, thank you. Because that's uh, where I was going. Another one though that I want to bring up: mm-hmm. fucking Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Calm it down. Calm it down. Trying to fight Udonis Haslam and then the coach trying to fight yeah, the coach. And, yeah, and, and the Eric Spoelstra. Like you, come on, Jimmy. You you've been in you've been in Miami for years now. You've shed that mantle, and now you're going to take it back up. No, you're better than that. You guys are slipping. You're sliding mm-hmm. in the standings. You're probably going to end up being the fourth, or fifth seed. That's cool, man. Take the L. Don't don't freak out on your team. They got you there. Mm. Hot takes, Elliot. Who is your non wrestling heel of the week? Oh, mine's going to be a little bit of a downer. So I'm going to just do mine. Then I want cheats to move on. Uh, <laughs> The heel of the week this week, unfortunately, is cancer. F cancer. I we my wife and I have a friend who just got moved to hospice. So just F cancer all the way. That's oh. always always the heel. Always you know what? Heel. You can say it, Elliot. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Up Do and it. down. Say the whole word. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It earned fuck, it. Fuck cancer. Dana, we mm-hmm. love you. Be it. Be at peace. Mm-hmm. Fuck cancer. Yes. Ashe and Amen, and best of wishes to your friend um, as they transition to hospice. All right, cheats, who you got? Yeah, now I'm going to follow up. I'm going to follow up with exactly what Doug said, uh, and I'm going to also do a sports related one as well. But it's got to be Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, and it's not because you have. Look, if you have policy debates with a judge, that's fine. Make mm-hmm. your arguments about your policy debates. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you say you disagree with a policy debate uh, when we're talking about a Supreme Court nominee, that's fine. We know the United States Senate is 50-50 right now, and we know we know where the votes are going to go. We mm-hmm. knew for the last three nominations, no matter whatever side you were on, that it was going to be 52-47 or 48. We knew that because we know how the votes happen. However, do not... Uh, you know, do not make this something that it's not. And don't make mm-hmm. – and with the understanding that ever, all of the senators, all of the senators have, what you're supposed to be judging is, you know, constitutional understanding, temperament, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And they just put on, I think, a – the three of them in particular put on a display yeah. that was unfitting of the Senate. Um, 
And it was really disappointing to see because of the way that they targeted their questions. Had again, yeah. had it been something um, that I think was was more of substance that you genuinely disagree on, that's mm-hmm. fine. But the but the the grandstanding just so you could have something for your campaign ads was really upsetting. It was ridiculous. Um, the other thing, Doug, that you mentioned the the heat. I'm going to mention another one that I think is going to it has a huge impact on the world of basketball, and it doesn't matter about technically what side you're on on this because my argument is with the mayor of New York, and my argument's not necessarily because they're at letting home athletes play. So today, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving moving forward. What, from what I understand, Mayor Adams in New York City signed an exemption for athletes. Mm-hmm. That's it. it that's athletes it. Athletes and performers. That's it. it athletes, athletes and performers. That's it, though. And here's the thing. I'm with everyone that says the, rule, the rules are unfair if an away player can play. Like, everybody shouldn't play. You know, you know what I mean? If, if that's what you believe and that's what the case is. The problem now is that the way that they went about doing this is that you have like say the garbage man <laughs> that still has to apply to the rule who needs to go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you have Kyrie Irving who's willfully sat out of work uh, because he doesn't want to get vaccinated to each his own. I'm not, I'm, but the, the, make the rule. If, you, if you're trying to correct what you think is a imbalance on the performance field, right. You should also try to make it as fair as possible for the, average citizen and this actual sports performance exemption leaves a lot of people in the same place they were yesterday yet everything's okay because the yankees can take the field and the mets can take the field and kyrie irving can take the court and i think that's an issue well, i mean all you have to say is that it's a new age art performance on the perils of consumerism and then you can collect the trash Here's all I'm gonna say. If you if if you go back to the fall and look at Kyrie Irving's statements, he consistently said, "I am not anti or pro vaccine. I am anti mandate. The mandate is still in effect for other people, like Cheat said. So if Kyrie Irving is a man of his word and a man of principle, then he should not be playing." Well, we'll see how that. Well, goes. we know that's not the case. <laughs> right. yeah. We know, we, we know, know how that's, that's we know how that's gonna go. But good look, point, I'm a though. Celtics fan. That's a good he, point. I'm a Celtics fan. He burned us. So we're going to wrap it up with mine. And it is the first time ever that my non-wrestling heel of the week is about football. It's football adjacent, I guess. Okay. My heel of the week is Tom Brady's family. Because he said he was retiring to spend more time with his family. And then he spent like two weeks with his family. And now he's like, I'm going to play more football. And I just didn't want to hear anything about him. So I was hoping that his family would be of higher quality. And nope. he would enjoy it. My man was I like, like marriage and kids sucks. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Wait he's till like, they get what, older. He's like, what am I doing? This is two weeks. What? This is my rest of my life? No he way. a terrible decision. Yeah. So Tom Brady's family is my heel of the week. Because if they'd have sucked less, I wouldn't have to hear about him anymore. <laughs> and I was Dude. really excited about that. That's a great Do one. Have, does the collector have a match for us before we get, before we really yes, get Yeah, give us sure. a match. Sure. Well, thanks to thanks to YouTube TV, I've been watching a lot of TNA lately. Go mm-hmm. back, whether if you have the TNA Wrestling Channel or not, or if you have YouTube, go back and watch a lot of those X Division matches in the cages. You know, all, from you know Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, uh, Homicide or Suicide, 
all the, I mean, the, some of that athleticism was really is we, you don't see, you don't see that very often. We haven't seen a lot of it since some of those matches are great. So any of those TNA pay-per-views in the mid 2000 aughts, watching X division matches, uh, if you get a chance and I'll spend this week really deep diving and have a couple of good ones for next week too. That would be amazing. You know, we are always looking forward to our match to watch and with Ty on hiatus, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're taking those suggestions from anywhere. <laughs> so come back with something good. You got no, no New Japan references. That's what happened. This is what no, happened we didn't talk about New Japan we, once this we week. Didn't oh, Ty's going to hate us. Zack Sabre won. <laughs> Zack Sabre beat yeah. the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We had we one did. Doug's here. <laughs> we, need, we need more Doug uh, to let us know about the international game. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know it's not over here. Wrestling chat with friends until the three count. So one, two, three. We'll catch you next week. Have a great week. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Meow, 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 meow.